Welcome to the show after the show for Monday, August 8th. I feel like a news reporter. (laughs) (laughs) Today is August, Monday 8th. And here's the news. Earlier this morning, we were talking about clauses in actors, um, I guess in their contracts for movies and stuff, and we were talking about different things. Like Queen Latifah has a no-death clause, like she Mm -hmm. can't die in any of her movies. The, uh, the, The stars of Fast and Furious... Can have they have to have equal pain in their fights and no one can be the winner. They have to come out in a draw. One of the things we mentioned was there's an A-list star that doesn't want his likeness used in action figures or games, video games. And I was thinking about it. He has so many action roles, and I never thought about the fact that he has no action figures. This blows my mind. Tom Cruise is the one who has insisted that his likeness not be used for any action figures or video games. That's why there's not a Maverick. Doll. Yeah, and there should be. There should be one for uh, for the the uh, the Mission Impossible films. I mean, there's so much merchandising opportunities that they're missing out on because of that clause. So some of these other clauses, I do want to go back to that that Fast and the Furious one because it is so intriguing to me, having seen all of those movies. Mm-hmm. That Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Vin Diesel, all have to have an equal amount of pain scenes, like where they're just like getting pummeled. Mm-hmm. And yet nobody can be a loser. And there's even like a point system for kicks, punches, and headbutts. And the (laughs) points have to be equal across the board. It's just such an ego fest. I get it if you have a brand. I think it's just the opposite of an ego fest. I think that it keeps everyone in check so no one can, can say, oh, I got the better of you or you got the, you know. I think it kind of keeps everybody on an even keel. Do you? I, yeah. th- I think it's I think it's more that they hate each other. If well, I'm I, I think right. I think some of that's there too. For sure. I don't know. I don't know. You might be right. You know what? That's a very half glass full way mm-hmm. to look at it. Yeah, I think I think it kind of keeps everybody. You know, that way, no, like nobody can come out of the movie going, "Yeah, well, I got more punches than you did." It kind mm. of keeps everybody's ego in check. That's just the way I see it. All right, this other story I saw this morning is really disturbing to me because for decades. We've been finding ways to uh, to help the sea turtles repopulate and mm-hmm. to, to, to keep going. But now, for the last four years in a row, nearly all sea turtles born are female. And that's because the temperature, when the eggs are laid, we've known this since we were kids, the temperature depends on whether it's going to be a male or female. If it's like, I think if it's below 82, they're males. And if it's above like 84 or 85, they're females. But because of the temperature change in the world, the last four years have been the four hottest summers on record, and they're almost nearly all females being born right now. So you said that we learned this in school. I don't ever remember learning that the temperature dictates whether or not the gender of the oh, sea you never tur- learned I, that? No, I never did. And I guess, you know what? That's crazy. Growing up in Maypore, we, we used to go to that, to that facility, mm-hmm. and we learned so much that about sea life there, and that was just one of those things that I just always knew. And... I know that there are a lot of people who consider themselves on turtle patrol. They Mm -hmm. have groups that are actually meant to just get out there at daybreak and be a part of making sure that these little babies get to the ocean because typically most of them do not. Right. But wow, that's crazy. So no male turtles that that's obviously not a formula you want. If you want to see turtles continue to thrive, it it makes me really think long and hard about natural selection and Mm -hmm. extinction and no matter what we do to try to change the course of things, it's like nature finds a way. And if, I don't know, if it's if it's their time, maybe it's their time. I don't know. I don't know it's either. It's a scary thing. Very scary. But, but I'm wondering, I bet somebody who's really good at 
science and psychology could tie those these two stories together somehow. Okay. But women, a study says, are really looking for softer men nowadays when it comes to a long-term partner. Listen to this story. A study says women looking for a long-term partner tend to go for guys with slightly feminine features. Maybe the turtles know that. With a smaller nose, bigger eyes, high cheekbones, guys with more masculine features like larger noses and small eyes were considered less warm, less faithful, and not so great dads. Oh, my gosh. So what they did was they altered photos of the same faces and asked women to pick up pick out who was more husband material and they say that the masculine faces fell to the bottom of the list i guess weird yeah so a guy with like a really chiseled jaw Mm -hmm. and maybe like a more prominent nose which is when you look at these movie stars that are like really just tough like a jason statham yeah exactly i I wouldn't look at him necessarily and think i think he'd be the best dad ever (laughs) So maybe there's something. <laughs> he would probably to it. be one of the worst dads. But now I'm starting to think of other actors too that are a little softer. Like, gosh, like Jude Law came to mind instantly. Yes, I don't know why. He's a great one. Yeah, and and a Benedict a Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Like those guys look like. I wouldn't say they look metrosexual or whatever, but they do look a little softer yeah. than those hard guys. Sure. So yeah, I guess I guess I could see something to that. That might be the same reason why the dad bod has caught on so much. Maybe mm. there's a little bit of security knowing that your man isn't being sought after by every other woman in the, on the planet yeah, either. That could so. be part of it as well. But when you first said softer, I thought you meant like... You doughier? Like, yeah, doughier versus like a real hard body. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, sure that's part of it, though. It could be. Interesting. And then our final story, I think, is just <laughs> delightful in every way, shape, and form. A French well-known astrophysicist posted a picture. He tweeted out a picture that that he said was what, like a a star? Yes, uh, the star closest to the sun is uh, Proxima Centauri. And I guess that maybe they're thinking that because it's it's the same size or whatever, there could be life there. So they're doing a lot of exploration. So he posted this picture of what was supposed to be that star, when in reality it was just a chorizo sausage, a slice of sausage. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a time when there was some, the moon was doing something spectacular and people were posting pieces of bologna on their windows. They would just stick it to the window, like, and then, and then take a picture of it. And it looked like the moon. It was supposed to be like a full super moon that had yeah. this odd salmon color. And so, yeah, we saw a lot of those pictures. And they, it did look like the moon out the window. I couldn't tell the difference. Me neither. I mean, I'm no scientist, but I would like to think I know when it's a piece of sausage versus it's a star. But if a scientist tells me it's mm-hmm. a star... I believe it. Then you're just going to go like, that's some weird optical illusion. It looks like sausage, but I guess it's a star. But if you posted it, I'd be like, ah, that's just <laughs> sausage. Come on. Who you are know you me. kidding? Dang it. You know so, me and my sausage. <laughs> I really don't. Let's, let's clear that rumor up right now. <laughs> let's just take a moment and clear that up. So, Okay. That was our show after the show. Is there any behind-the-scenes thing we need to spill today? Like, for example, we have Smoke and Joe and the Battle of the Sexes. And the truth of the matter is, as much as we love giving out $100, it makes us a little bit nervous because we know that our bank account is not endless. Yeah, and we definitely need to keep the lights on here just to do our job. So tune in tomorrow to find out if Smoke and Joe and the Battle of the Sexes gets a $100 bill for lasting five days. And tell a friend about the show after the show podcast, because the more people that 
listen to it, the better it is for our shattered egos. <laughs> We're up to 59 right now. Ooh, let's get up to 75. Let's do it. Bye. <laughs>